Well, welcome, man. Thank you for for coming on. Uh, I've got a really special guest today. We have a Olympian, crazy to say, a uh, man who's who's represented his country on the global stage. Current Wasp uh, winger and fullback Marcus Watson. Welcome, man. Pleasure to be here, boys. What's Podcast up, Marcus? How are you, mate? Yeah, good, man. Very good. Solid. I think the crazy thing I just know, you know, kind of doing a bit research over the last few days, coming from a really strong rugby family pedigree. You know, your, your brothers who play. Anthony, obviously, your young brother, Kellum. That's right, yeah. Then your, your, your old man played as well. From, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He played for Saracens. He's like a, a gritty flanker, he tells me all the time. <laughs> I don't believe him at all. Well, is, your, is, is Callum, he's a, he's a back as well? Yeah, he's a scrum half. Yeah, so so how's different. your dad obviously disappointed that he's pulled out three backs? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, actually. He's never really even... I, th- I started off playing as a hooker, so... Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think he was kind of happy then. Yeah. And moved to, moved to back three, but yeah, I think he's a proud old man. Yeah. And so... Your story, quite a quite a story journey. Your whole family, obviously, your your mother Nigerian, yeah. and then you're born in England, but then grew up in. You had your early years over 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 in Africa. Yeah, like uh, born in England, and then lived in Nigeria till I was six, I think. Yeah, yeah till I was six, so like first school in Nigeria. Um, can't really remember too much, but yeah. like, uh, yeah, and then Anthony was there for three years, and Callum's lived his whole his whole life in England, but. You know, I just remember sort of bits of it. And um, for some weird reason, I remember like the route to school, you know, like yeah. I just remember random Crazy. stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. I like remember that and uh, kind of remember the house a little bit. And um, yeah, just little things like my sort of auntie and uncle were in like uh, Lagos as well. We lived in like a little place called Wari, which was like, yeah. you know, um, yeah, pretty, pretty sort of small, like rural town. Um, and yeah, I remember first day at school, I was called like the white boy, which is I come over here and everyone's like, no one would ever call me the white yeah. boy. You know I mean? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Over there, I just remember that. Like, I, I used to like random stuff. I remember I used to suck my thumb when I was real young till, till I was like, like 11. I remember in Nigeria, the teacher like brought me up in front of everyone. I must have been real young, like five or six. And she was like trying to embarrass me in front of everyone. I just remember sitting there crying. And then I, 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 I finished school and get called the white boy. I was like, geez, I don't know if Nigeria is for me. And what was the decision? So you had, so up until you were what, six, your yep. first year, and then back over to London, was it? Yeah, pretty much. Um, and then went to like a school um, called Staines Prep, lived with my cousins for a bit. And uh, do you remember, have you seen Ali G before? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So like every time I say Staines, everyone's like, oh yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sure. So like uh, went to school there with my cousins for a bit, lived there for like uh, two years, and then um, went to St. George's, which is a school that me and my brothers kind of, you know, grew up um, in. Awesome. And how was it I, like relocating as a young kid from Nigeria and being in that background, like you say, a small kind of rural area, then coming to London? Where You're being like, from being the white boy to not yeah, very yeah, much no, not yeah, being yeah, the white yeah. boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I can't actually even remember it that well, but I just, because uh, I was still close to my cousins back then. They're, my cousins are English um, and we sort of lived with them and they were at school there already. So they okay. kind of showed me around. Made a bit which easier. Was, yeah, yeah, exactly. Which was pretty, and I lived with them. So it was, yeah. it was, it was easy. Um, and I just remember playing football, trying to sort of make some friends. Things were so different back then. Like all I remember about Nigeria, genuinely, like you play football mm. and then you'd like chase like, uh, you chase like grasshoppers and like genuinely, it sounds, <laughs> sounds nuts, man. It sounds nuts. When I look back, I'm like, this can't be real. But yeah. like dragonfly, you chase like, we had like a little village next to us and I was friends with uh, 
one of the like village boys called like Hillary and we'd literally go play football and chase dragonflies, bro. <laughs> 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 it's nuts, but yeah, um, yeah, England was very different, but I think I got used to it pretty quickly with, yeah. my, with my dad being English, you know? So, yeah, yeah. So it yeah, nice. yeah it's, it's quite a cool, uh, I think there is not a lot of, you were seeing more and more of it, of uh, you know African backgrounds coming mm. into the game, which is great. I think that I saw a great foot of your old man and his big Nigerian. It's so good, yeah. <laughs> that looks like Father Christmas. So when, he, <laughs> when he chucks one of those on, it's wild. But well, so was it was it like the wedding or was yeah, it? Yeah, oh, okay. It was, oh, well. it was like, because um, like uh, for sort of my mum and dad to get married was like, Real different. My mum's proper yeah, like yeah. Nigerian, and my dad's proper proper English. So it's not like yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. not like a you know like a third generation sort of thing. They're like uh, both proper African, proper English. Yeah. So um, I think that they got married in Nigeria, and then my dad was just dressed normal. And then afterwards, they had to do like the traditional stuff. So yeah. my dad's there in a picture with a full sort of Nigerian. Yeah, I'll outfit. show you guys later. It's kind of fun. I could just picture him because he's a pretty funny dude. I can just see him there, just being like, oh. Man, <laughs> 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 too late to check out. Yeah, that. exactly. So, right. how did your parents end up meeting? If you, you know, like your mum's proper Nigerian yeah. and your dad's proper English, like how how does that come about? Did your mum move here and then, or, or or what happened? So they met like my dad. Like my dad's got like a like an oil purifying business. It's real random, but like, um, and my mum was a pharmacist, so he he went there to try and like I don't know get whatever sort of materials he needed. Uh, met my mum, and then I think a year or two years after they mm. ended up getting married. And then obviously six years after that end up coming, living in England. So yeah. Yeah. Pretty random story, Crazy, but yeah. and there's three of us after that. So yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> going strong. <laughs> <laughs> so your mum like speaks Nigerian? Yeah. Yeah. On the phone, mate. Like, yeah, everything. Like, I don't know what she could be saying. Like, I don't know. Any <laughs> picked anything up. Exactly. No, no. Probably nothing. when you were young, you were probably saying it. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think yeah. so. Cause she used to like, just rat. I used to know random words. So when I was angry, some Nigerian words come out, and there'd be little yeah. Marcus just walking up, yeah. head, head between the legs, sort of thing. Sucking the stuff. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Is that with your blonde hair? Oh, bro, that was a bit later. That was when I thought of Cisco. Oh, yeah. I have seen that for this. Honestly, I had that to bring up, thinking, "Jeez." Like, yeah, so that was like the difference. I've gone from being like, you know, being called the white boy in Nigeria, and then I go there, and then I'm like, "There's." Only white guys, they're all dyeing their hair blonde. I was like, oh, let me give it a go. Yeah. <laughs> so I look back, I'm like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> and then how do you go? So you, like Nigeria, into London. When does the rugby side of things start coming into it? Um, I th Quite late, actually. I yeah. think um, I must have been about 10 or 11, which, I mean, isn't that late, but you hear of some boys playing like tag rugby when yeah. they were six. Yeah. Um, I used to play football pretty much. Started in Nigeria. My cousins were big sort of Chelsea yeah, fans, yeah. so... Played a lot of football. And, is that still uh, your team? Say again? Is that still your team? No, nah, no, I, I, I changed actually, which is, you know, illegal. illegal <laughs> but, but I did it. Um, Who do you support now? I Arsenal, so That's it's, a bad, <laughs> <laughs> it's a bad change up. It's a bad change up. But um, yeah, uh, yeah, so played football pretty much most of the time. And then went to, that school that I went to in Staines was just football. Yeah. And then when I changed to St. George's, uh, they they played rugby. So I was like rugby on a Saturday and then football Sundays for like a club. Yeah. And then when I got to sort of 12, I kind of made a decision on which way I'd go. And to be honest, at one point, I thought I'd just play football. Yeah, mm. yeah. Yeah, because um, here, I guess that's, it, I always think, man, what makes you think to play rugby? Because yeah. uh, everyone plays football, everyone thinks football, which is the opposite for us, isn't it? Uh, in New Zealand, because it's rugby or rugby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a weird one. I think... Um, the way rugby is in, in England seems kind of different to a lot of places. It's like 
private school, like yeah. most yeah, private schools found, pretty man. much play rugby. Yeah. Like pretty play much football. all, no, there are some play both, but most is just rugby. Okay. Yeah. So it'd be like a classic sort of school would be rugby in the winter, cricket in the summer. And then like my school played hockey, bro, which was just, yeah. My school played hockey, um, but then some other team, some other schools will play like football instead of hockey or, yeah. or something like that. But is football's probably, is it more seen as the working class sport or? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'd say that's probably about right. Like if you look at the, if you look at the England team, it's changing a little bit. Like yeah. if you look at this in current England team compared to like a couple of years ago, almost everyone would have been like private school mm. back, yeah, back yeah. in the day. But now there's a couple of boys like, like Carl Sinclair, who's like gone to sort of public school the whole time and then got like a scholarship yeah. and sick form gone to like private school, but yeah. still a lot of boys do sort of come up from private schools. Yeah. yeah. I think what's, what's amazing now and mentioned earlier is that we, just the changing face of England rugby mm. in the past, you see yeah. yourself, your brother, Anthony, Maro, Kyle, and then that's starting to see more of it. And then I think especially how deep you guys went into the, into the world cup, just that's going to inspire another generation of, of, minorities in England because you know, for us really Polynesians have always been, been kind of littered all over rugby yeah. for us yeah. we've always had we've had the Lomus we've had the throughout all the years we've had faces that look like us probably playing yeah. rugby so it was probably for you yeah, I guess why you Robinson, yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Just that, I, could, yeah. I was thinking that today I was thinking probably Jeremy Gusco and Jason Robinson yeah. the only two names yeah. I could think of but yeah. kind of before that not so so do you, do you feel like that is changing the kind of the impact that you're making I know do you think more you know, particularly black and other minorities are playing the game because you guys, they're seeing yourselves out there? Uh, yeah, maybe. I think like, you know, like you said, I'm trying to look back at people that I kind of saw and Jason Robinson was the big one. Yeah. And then at the same time, I guess when you, when you're younger, you sort of look at people that will be sort of similar colors to you. So, you know, all your, all your Polynesian boys. Yeah. 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 You know, so you kind of, you look at that. And then when we were younger, obviously there's still like Manu, Billy, um, yeah. Mako as well. So, and you definitely look like Jason Robinson was my favorite mm. player when I was younger, my brothers. So, you know, I had, I was talking about Anthony the other day and sort of, he's, he's gone pretty well this world cup. And I was kind of looking, thinking that there'll be young kids out there sort of almost um, seeing Anthony and being like, you know, he's, he's my favorite player and I, yeah, I kind yeah. of want to be like him, which is, which is pretty wild. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, I think that that definitely help. And um but then, yeah, like I was saying, it's a lot of it is still sort of the the private school, public school thing. Um, but I think that's changing, and you know that potentially has a little bit to do with it. Yeah. Do you think there's a lot of talent being missed because of that private school, public school? Hundred percent. I think like you know if you if you look at like uh, if you look at America or something like that, mm. there's so many athletes, man, and like and. I don't, I don't exactly know how it works, but people seem to, there seems to be enough scouts or whatever that they pick up almost anyone. They'll yeah, see yeah. someone like, you know, a sprinter or something. They'll be like, okay, this guy might be quite good. Mm. Whereas I think in, in rugby or in England, sorry, most people would just be football or like yeah. it's kind of split. Do you know what I mean? Like you just go one way. There won't be like any sort of interchange. Um, whereas I think if you look at some of the public schools or some of the boys that have come from public schools in that England team now, I think like Ellis Genge, Carl Sinclair. Um, I think Mako and I think Mako and Billy at the start were as well. Yeah. And you look at players like that, they're like, you know, some of the best, some of the best players around, in the yeah. team at the minute. Um, and I think maybe even like Luke Cowan-Dickey, I think the hooker, like just, yeah, you've got yeah, plenty, yeah. plenty of people that are sort of from, from public schools who will definitely miss out just because their schools might not play it and they mm, might yeah, not yeah. just, they might not turn up on a Sunday and think, Oh, I'll, pl I'll play rugby because it's yeah. just not as popular. 
Yeah, I even remember I played in London for two years for the Wimbledon Rugby Club and a few of the young schoolboys who were good enough, like it was just average social rugby, but just because their schools weren't playing, they'd have to come play for us and that was the only rugby they could get. So it was pretty nice. Like, man, why don't you just play for your school? They're like, oh, we only play football. Yeah, so I don't, I, to be honest, I don't <coughs> even really know why that is. But um, like I said, I think it's changing a little mm. bit. You see, because I know my school, we sort of played, um, my school was a private, like I was saying, but we played... When I got older, we started playing more sort of public schools and then I seen my brother sort of come up and then there was more and more. So, um, yeah, hopefully that would get the best out of, out of England, I think. Yeah, sick. And then rewinding it back, what went into your decision, football, rugby? How did that come about? What was uh, that? What were you, were you what position were you in uh, football, up front? Yeah, I was a striker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Greedy. Yeah, yeah, just all for the glory. Yeah, that's it. Just, just like greedy, the winner, man. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Nothing's changed. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, the same as I was young, man. But, um yeah, I think uh, my my dad's favorite sport was always was always rugby. That definitely influences you. Yeah. I don't, you know. Yeah, 100%. yeah. So he played for Saris. He played for Saris before yeah. it was professional, though. So like, oh, um, so he wasn't getting the money back. Nah, he wasn't. That's, that's <laughs> truly for the love. That's truly for the love. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So he wasn't exactly. getting the brown paper bags. No, unfortunately not. <laughs> yeah. He was in the second team as well. But yeah, he wasn't getting the houses in. Yeah, and all the businesses. <laughs> exactly, but. Um, <laughs> nah, he yeah. So he played. I think he played till twenty five or something, and then. Said he, you know, classic old man, like blew out his knee, so never really, like, <laughs> yeah, never really got there. He always says that, but um, but yeah, so he was a flanker. He used to tell me he got sent off all the time, but, <laughs> but I don't believe that. <laughs> yeah. So then you're an up and coming striker, gone rugby player. Yeah, um, yeah, I don't really know what the change. I think uh, yeah, it was just a case like my school played it, and then as you, I think I was like 12, 13. You know how you can just play. You could play a game on Saturday, yeah, play a game on Sunday, go, go. fine. Yeah, and like I think you could, yeah, I could these still, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and go out on the bit yeah. <laughs> during as well. I don't even, I don't even know. Definitely at twelve, you could still do that. But I think it got to a point where I was like, oh, um, I wasn't enjoying football maybe as much as I used to, and just like rugby. So then it was just rugby Saturdays and Sundays. Plus, mm -hmm. I had like you know a group of friends at school. And uh, outside rugby, that we're all playing on a Sunday, so I was like, friend, friend at that age, like your friends are a big influence as well. Absolutely, so yeah. you go play school uh, Saturday, and then I'd play Sunday with like a different group of mates. So that was yeah. kind of the way it went after that. Sick man. And what like when you compare them, when you're saying oh, I was enjoying rugby more than football, what was the real enjoyment factor being around the mates and that, or the competitors? Like what was what did you get out of it? Yeah, I think I think it was probably that. Plus, like I don't know. Uh, I think it was just the team in general, but I still yeah. had some good mates from football, but it was just like a rugby sort of environment, mm. you know, yeah. it's, it's always good. Like, yeah. yeah, like that, that the football team I was in was very much like just the under whatever it was, 12s or something. Yeah. Whereas like the rugby was like a club and mm. I quite liked that when I was younger. Yeah. Um, Cause it was, you know, you'd play with your mates, then you go up to like the clubhouse. Whereas with the football, you kind of play, finish, train yeah. on a Thursday. And that, that was pretty much it. Plus, I was definitely better at rugby as well. Yeah. Like, I should have probably said that yes, at the start. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to make out as if I was some big-time footballer. Yeah. <laughs> just Professor Clubfoot just banging yeah. the ball yeah, Because it, it, like, making it in football is just so difficult here as well, right? Like, you get, If you're not through the system, it sounds, you know, go through a club, one of the big clubs, it's like almost near impossible to get, you know, you don't get the like, the, the uh, sto story where someone just come through the ranks of the, like at yeah. mid twenties or whatever and, and done it, but like that is that would that be fair? 100%. Fair to say, yeah. But then it's kind of crazy because my sort of my, my mate, my brother's really good mate, a guy called Tyrone mm -hmm. Mings, who's now just just been capped for England yeah. in the last yeah, sort yeah, of, yeah. yeah. Um, he his come up is so weird, bro. Like like you're saying, every time it's 
with football, people get signed up when they're like eight. That's crazy. <laughs> unbelievable. It's unbelievable. It is mad. I don't yeah. know how it works. It's crazy. Like, you, I've read some books, mate, and you hear about like 10 year olds getting sort of like sacked off and they're going off yeah. crying to their dads and you're like, this is not the way it should be. Yeah. Even when I was working in London, one of the women like, oh, my son is being such an idiot. He's not going to this Chelsea football trial. I was like, really? Just get on him. She's like, well, he's nine years old. I was like, oh shit. <laughs> She's like, and he just doesn't feel like he wants to hang out with his friends and go for a sleepover, you know? And like, he doesn't realize, like it's hard to give that perspective to someone yeah. like, this could really change your life, you know? Yeah. No, like, it, nine years old. It's great. Where's the enjoyment there when you're like, exactly. you're nine, you know? But yeah, um, I had a, um, uh, a client who his son was asked to go into the Chelsea Football Academy and he said no but he said mate the reason why my son plays he's 10 years old is to play with his mates so exactly. if you're not going to allow him to train with his mates and play with his mates I, just, I don't see that and I, he sees that he's not going to play football forever he's just, yeah. like, he's just enjoying it now he's good but like and it takes away why we all play sport why we all do anything because yeah. it's like you've made him a job at 10 and may not make it. And a lot of them get chewed up and spit out quite yeah. quickly, right? Yeah. Oh, like 99% of them. Yeah. It's literally like, I think I I watched, there was like a documentary about it. And I think, yeah, it's like something like 0.5% of people in all those academies end up getting through. Because if you think about, if you look at some of the teams, there's not that many English players, like in, yeah. especially mm. the big sides. Yeah. Obviously some of the lower ones, you'll you get quite a few, but still the percentage, especially with how many play. Yeah. It's crazy, but yeah, like, um, like we were saying that like uh, academy system, Tyrone somehow was like, he was like working on the, he was like making cold calls for like um, insurance companies. Like when <laughs> yeah. he was like 21, yeah, yeah. now he's playing for England. That never happened. You never so, hear that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A cr- so, yeah. so like you were saying, the academy system is definitely the way it works mm. in football, but somehow he's managed to. Oh man, good on him. Yeah, that's a great story. Yeah, 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 yeah I don't know why. Yeah, cool. that's a. He must be pretty decent then to play for England. Yeah, he's good, bro. He's, he's good. I, I don't, I don't watch too much football, but. Um, I've like obviously because of how well he's been doing I've been watching a little bit and uh, yeah he's good and it's funny like he gets he got told he was too small mm-hmm. and like he's 6'5 now so that's why you know we're talking about people getting like binned off when they're so young yeah, you yeah. Can, how do you even yeah, know true. Exactly. yeah yeah good point saying yeah, someone's yeah. too small and it ends up being 6'5 you're like well yeah. that was a mistake yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, exactly and then uh, post post high school into the London Irish Academy and then so we, how early do you go into the into respect of rugby academy? Yeah. What's the usual age you start going into those programs? Uh, I think I must have been about um, 15. Okay. Yeah, about yep. 15. So like the way sort of it works. How, how does it work in New Zealand? Like with like school stuff, like New Zealand schools? Uh, sobs. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, probably about 16, 18, you have kind of like um, – like your province where you're from. So I was from Wellington, so the Wellington province, and they kind of have like a group of kids, maybe like 20 kids from each school that they're kind of like eyeing up. So that after school you go into the academy, yeah. if that makes yeah. sense. Mm-hmm. And then you go into the academy and then they're kind of like the guys that they're looking at to come through to go to sort of like Wellington Lions and then maybe onto the Hurricanes or Super Rugby. Yeah, And then that's how it so it's kind of, once you finish school, you go to an academy and then, you do like six o'clock trainings and then you either go to work or uni and then like Tuesday, Thursdays, you might go back and like and train with sort of the academy boys mm. at night and then you kind of just go from there. The big difference with the New Zealand academies, like I know the academies over here, mm. the players are a lot, like sometimes people who are in academies don't necessarily get to play much rugby. Yeah. Whereas in New Zealand, they like, they should, 
get you out and like wherever you're playing you play Colts mm. senior ones but you don't play for friends. the actual academy right they the ship academy. you then out to the individual yeah. clubs rather than say London Irish you would play for London Irish but yeah. these are they would all it's yeah. a union yeah. academy is a single union and then play across all the different clubs yeah. you're playing like yeah. park footy you know like you're playing with like plumbers and like Guys like your old man probably does. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Bro, that couldn't be more different to England or like the yeah. way my my because I was like I, I'm still small now, but I was like real small when I was like uh, sort of straight from school, um, and uh, there was me, Jonathan Joseph, who's now in the, in the England yeah, setup. Yeah. Like, um, so we were like pretty small g- going up in the academy, and in our first year, he I went on loan only for I played like four games or something my first year because we had sort of A-League, which is like the second team, played in that. And then I got put on loan for like one game into the championship, then got brought back. And then like I was kind of 24th man for most of the season. So like yeah. I hardly played and I was so small. They made, I did no fitness because they were like, we need to like do your weight okay. to get you bigger. I was just <laughs> yeah. like, this is, I'm never going to be 100 kg sitting yeah. people down. Like, don't get me wrong. The London Irish Academy is unbelievable. Mm. But like, I think maybe that was a bit strange for me because yeah. I was kind of like, there's no point in getting me massive. Well, I'm not going to be massive. Let's put it that way for yeah. a start. And like, even if I do get big, I'm still going to be trying to sort of beat people with like sort of speed. And That's footwork. your first instinct. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not going to try and sit someone down. Otherwise I'm going to get shown. Up. <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, but that was, like you're saying, that was a big difference. I didn't play that much rugby when yeah. I was sort of, 18 which is a time probably where you should get your most you should be playing yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. and that's why it's interesting to me like just that concept of like oh you're an academy you're trained a lot but yeah. like where do you get to put all that training into practice mm-hmm. you know? it's, it's changed now because you see like you see some of the wasp boys are all on loan like some of the sort of 18 year olds are all yeah. on loan for like at least half the season there's more a-league games and stuff like that but that was what I found um, interesting about because when you when some of you boys finish like super rugby, don't you go and play for like your club team still? Even like yeah, so if you're, if you're not in the twenty three, you go and play like club footy, like for yeah. like say like Broad Street. Yeah, you would play for like, Broad, <laughs> yeah. you, do you know what I mean? like so you know how yeah. the boys who don't get picked in the twenty three, they would go and play for clubs like Broad Street. Yep. Yeah, Jeez, but I think what the great thing about that though is is that now you've got some really elite level players playing mm. and, and, and giving back. Yeah. yeah. And then they're, they're usually, because they'll probably know early on that they're not in the 23s and then they do the Thursday training with them. Yeah. And then yeah. the guys are just learning just some, and picking up some, and it's great, I think, in terms of just the growth, I think, grassroots. Yeah, absolutely. Grassroots like rugby. The amount of people you get down at games and just- Yeah, when, you know, the, oh, I think the best one is watching Julian Save, right? Turn out for Oriental Rock, one of the clubs of Wellington. Yeah. yeah. And the whole park would just be full. You know, watching him obviously just destroy yeah. everyone. That's what I was going to say. Imagine being like a, a like a <laughs> young- wing Yeah, yeah, literally like a plumber. Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, in, in their team, so like Julian's a good um, example, and their team, like on- any given Saturday, you could have like Julian playing, Adi playing, Ma'anonu playing, That's like right, yeah. all in one I'm team. I'm not sure if you know Matt Proctor as well, who's yeah, for the yeah. Hurricanes just signed for Northampton. He would be playing. He would yeah. be playing. You've got Motu, Motu, who's yeah. at London Irish. Yeah. He could be playing in their team. You could have all those six dudes yeah. rock up on a Saturday and be like, yeah, we're here to play club footy. So like, would they, <laughs> yeah, those so boys fuck. that would go, <laughs> especially that Motu, he ruins people. Yeah, oh, absolutely falls, dude. He yeah. falls himself at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, it's the world can't. <laughs> 
<laughs> they're, they're one of the world cover and he oh, knocks gross. himself out. Yeah. Like, I do not want to run straight into that guy. <laughs> no, he's a ruthless bastard. Yeah. Um, but do the boys that go, like, say they don't play and then they play for their club side, do they like look forward to that? Do they like want to play? Sometimes you get a, a bit of a balance. Like some of the guys come in and like we had a really good guy. He's a guy Tim Bateman, who's yeah. he's a midfielder come and buy into the club straight away. Like he comes to the court session after he's like heavily involved in yeah. it. But then some guys come in and you can see they're packing his head. Mm. Like they don't want to be there. They do the bare minimum. Yeah. Just want to get in, get out. But when you get the guys who are like bored in and into it, man, like for some of those guys, just those three days with them is, you know, can change, especially for some of the young cats, like 100%, when yeah. we were young growing up through the ranks, it was, yeah, no, it's awesome. Yeah. And it, and it kind of gives you, a, like I, I've played a couple of games down in Dunedin, like coming back from injury and stuff. It kind of gives you perspective on guys who actually play rugby. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like they legit they do it, just yeah. play. They're not getting the, paid. Yeah, they're yeah, not yeah. getting paid. Yeah. They do it, you know, because they want to have fun. You know, they still love the game. Um, you know, they're mad about rugby, but like they're playing it because they're looking forward to having beers afterwards and the yeah. changing shit and that camaraderie and, and, and kind of that kind of buzz. So I think, yeah, it's a bit of a balance really. Like depends, depends who you get. <laughs> Did you enjoy it coming back? Like remember when you had those loads of injuries and you came back and we played, played in Wellington? Yeah, I did. I enjoyed it going back because like you can get your confidence back, you know, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, Try razzle too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, and then you're like, yeah, fuck, I'm a mean rugby player. <laughs> like, it's, it's also like a little bit bad as well because like the other team knows that, okay, there's a super rugby dude coming to play. I'm coming for your head. Yeah, you know, man. like, and there's no video ref, you know, like the touch judges, you know, like uh, one from the other side and one from your own side. Mm. So, like you could be at the bottom of a ruck and someone's coming in with a straight punch <laughs> to the nose. Yeah. And you, you know, like, there's no, like, if the ref doesn't see it, he doesn't see it, it's like, carry That's on, it, you yeah. know? Like, you just take your medicine and... <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think about that, Yeah, actually. kick on. So, <laughs> yeah. You know, like, it, it's, a, it's a bit of both, I reckon. Yeah. Yeah, yeah a few guys would see red, oh, yeah, especially yeah. probably guys when they see Lima. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll do an album as well. Yeah. <laughs> just a big red flag. Yeah. <laughs> and then, so how do you... So, like you say, you're... So you're, like, between 15 to 18, you're playing loads of footy, and then you go to London Irish, you're not really getting a shot. How does that, like... What was the journey through that process or through that year of rugby? Uh, yeah, so... I was obviously playing like 15, 16 or playing at school. Uh, I managed to get into like sort of the, the England age group stuff. So I was like yeah. um, playing all that. So almost 16 to, well, 15 to 17, I was playing loads of rugby. I was yeah, playing like yeah. a lot. And, you know, that was kind of, I felt like I was, you know, improving, obviously. Like you would just playing regular rugby. Yeah. And then I sort of hit 18 and I now I look back, I can kind of tell that I probably should have played more mm. at the time you kind of like, okay, they, they know best because I was like, you know. Just, just as young. Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I was like, okay, I, I must need to get bigger. Um, maybe playing less rugby is good in a way. I, I don't know. I, that's kind of just the way I, I thought at the yeah. time. Um, and then I was still sort of in like, we had England on the 20s, so I was yeah. still playing a bit for mm. that. But then it was more the sort of year after that where that had finished. And then I was kind of yeah. like, right, I've got no... I'm not on loan at the moment. I'm sort of 24th man every week. So yeah. I'm doing a warm up, and then that's about it. I'm not yeah. even doing any fitness. The other thing I found that was kind of funny is they thought I was a pretty fit dude, but then I was never doing fitness. So I was playing games and I was just really unfit and yeah. small. So I was, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this is a bad combo, but, um, but, but that's hilarious. Yeah, it, was, it was ridiculous. But uh, yeah, and then, and then after that, I kind of, uh, Ben Ryan came to watch me play a game and then yeah. I went sort of did seven. Yeah. That, that was big for me. How, how, how was that, man? Because that is 
traveling over the world as a young guy. Like. Yeah, mate. <laughs> young dude, that's where you want to be. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 100%. So how many years were you on the circuit for? For um, uh, with, with the English team? Yeah, I think uh, four years sort of all together. I kind yeah. of, at first I thought I was going to do it. And um, we, we, me and like, do you know Ollie Lindsay Hague who plays in the sevens team? Like real small guy, mm. good feet. Like he's a good player. Me, him, and there was one other person. I can't remember who now actually. Had like, we tried a dual contract. So I think some of the sevens boys did it at one point. They were like with a club and yep. they play sevens. So they tried that in England and it worked terribly. Like we'd, we'd train sort of Monday to Wednesday with sevens and we'd try and get our whole week's running done. And then I'd turn up to, I was at Saracens for one season, turn up there. Brown yeah. <laughs> Not for me, I can tell you. Um, and then I'd try and like do the rest of that training. So I'd done a week's like sevens training, which is quite a lot of running. Yeah. And then go straight into Saracens. And I just broke down like, like. Particularly like, whether was it still that like, oh, you're small, so you need to put on weight, but then you're running sevens, like the running that you do in sevens is ridiculous too, right? That's where like, if Saracens were good actually, because I yeah. turned up there and they straight away were like, we don't, you don't need to get bigger. Like where they said you w you will get bigger, but you don't need, like that's just going to happen naturally. We don't yeah. need to get you doing sort of two gym sessions a day. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, we don't need that. Like you, you'll get, you'll get bigger just sort of with time. And everyone was like, oh, you're playing sevens. You're going to start losing weight. Mm. But actually like, I, I obviously just developed kind of yeah. like a bit late and I ended up putting a weight on playing seven somehow. So, you know, I think, um, Sarri's kind of knew what they were doing. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, because that, that sort of system had never been trialed before, the sort of 15s and 7s. Yeah. So yeah, it just didn't really work. Because they're just two, almost two different sports in the, in the way they play. So the training obviously has to be different. Is that the. Yeah, I think. And then also, you know, obviously you're playing, like Saracens would want you to sort of play and play 15s, and then 7s want you to, to do that. So yeah. you're kind of doing, you're just, instead of being sort of, uh, what's the right word, instead of being monitored, you know, mm. you're, you're kind of, just almost being like, we want to see you do this. We want to see you do this. So you're getting chucked into everything. So then yeah. uh, that was like the first time where I probably like experienced, like, well, definitely the first time I experienced overtraining and that was, yeah, that was tough. Um, and like, and so I, there wasn't any priority or anything like they weren't like, so this is your key focus, but like the two, three days here, you'll have Saracens was just hundred percent into everything. Yeah. That was at the start. That was it. And then sort of towards like when seven sort of started and it was clear that I wasn't going to be playing for Saris and I was going to be playing for sevens. It was like, like we'll prioritize sevens, but still you'll come back on a Thursday and just train Saris. So I'd have like no days off pretty much. Um, which was, yeah, which was a bit crazy. Um, but, uh, yeah, that, that literally lasted one season and then they can that as soon as like, I, I had to have an operation. I think Ollie Lindsay Haig, I think he got monitored a little bit better because mm. he'd been playing sevens for a while. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. like Quinn's kind of knew what the, what the system was, whereas there wasn't many boys at Sarri's playing seven. So I think I was one of the sort of, well, I was the first one doing that trial mm. sort of thing. And that was my first year at Saracen. So I was like quite, you know, quite young kid, not wanting to be like, oh, you know, I'm training too much. Yeah. I would just go down so badly. So that like, I was just training, training and like, I, w I wasn't right. If you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Mm. And how was that journey, the um, the set, the sevens journey? Favorite favorite tournament? It, my favorite tournament in my first year was Wellington. Uh -huh. mate, like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> you were you, you were there in the golden years yeah. of oh, your playing because they were some good times. You would have seen us well probably. Yeah. Not, like, <laughs> <laughs> on the other side, we're on the other side. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to remember my first, like when it was, but in terms of like when it was in in order of the competitions. But the first one I went to was Hong Kong, and I was the thirteenth yeah. man. 
And I was like, this is crazy. This is where I want to be. I was like 19. I was like, this is nuts. There's people in the South stand like throwing piss all over each other. I was like, this is absolutely mental. We're warming up for like a big game and there's people going crazy. I was like, this is cool. Yeah. Um, but I didn't even play. I was 13th man. Yeah. And then the next week we went to Adelaide and I was like, this is different. I was like, right. So it's definitely ups and downs in this. Yeah. And then um, I think Wellington was the next one and everyone's like, oh, Wellington's the best. It's crazy. I was like, can't get much crazy in Hong Kong. So I turn up on Saturday, we, our kickoff's like 11. So we're there at like 8 a.m. I go up to get some food, walking downstairs in the stadium. I'm like, geez, the stadium's packed. I see someone getting carried out of the stadium, <laughs> steaming at 8.30 a.m. I'm like, this is nuts. I was like, right, I'll get my kit off and get in yeah. the crowd. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we were lucky, you know, like, because obviously we're from Wellington and we used to go like every year. It was like the hardest ticket you could get. And, like harder yeah. than Glastonbury. They would go in like yeah. five minutes, the really? tickets. Yeah. Honestly, it was yeah. so hard. Yeah. Like you couldn't get tickets. And like when we would go, it would just be like full carnage. Like I remember only going and only watching like two games, which yeah, was like yeah. either a semi and a final. Well, or <laughs> when New Zealand played, you know, like yeah. we'd just be around the concourse walking around like. Bro, you rack out some caves, man. I remember some, of my, some weekends my cast would be like cramping and stuff <laughs> of that shit. Just walking down Courtney Place. Yeah. Down. Is that what it's called, oh, Courtney Place? Yeah, yeah Courtney Place, yeah. yeah. Good memory. <laughs> You're walking down in your polo. Yeah, yeah. yeah. all of us. Yeah. Free entry. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's sick. That's yeah. a good memory. Because everyone would storm the players, you know, when you see you guys walking down the um, in your kit yeah. on Saturday night, you'd be like, mate, everyone loves you guys. Yeah, <laughs> I, I look back and just think like all the teams went out and they all had polos on. I was like, we must have looked like such helmets. Like, yeah. everyone just, you know, they were like, oh, they're the rugby boys all with their polos on, just full stash. But um, but I, at, eight, at like 19, I thought it was the coolest thing ever. I was yeah. literally like, this is absolutely mental. And people were crazy. I think that was... That was hands down my favourite one. And it, it changed literally like one year to the next. I was like, what has gone on? It's yeah. just, it's just yeah. all the rules and they just um, bought like- They got sick of all that and then they cut all the alcohol, like, yeah. like two cans each or something. Oh, per, right. yeah, and then it just really cut it down and then stopped going. Then, yeah, yeah, just, yeah, it just fell off a cliff. Yeah. Just kind of, People started going to the 10 or something as well. Yeah. Is that right? That's right. Yeah, yeah. that was on the same year. Um, yeah, was it in our hour? In our hour, wasn't it? Yeah. So like, if they never, if they never like stopped that, like it would just still be going now, I yeah. reckon, because like it was like the event in Wellington that even the whole of New Zealand were like, "Wow, you've got to go to the seven. Yeah, yeah, flights would like it take it'd be like a thousand dollar flight from Auckland to Wellington, Jeez. which is like an hour flight. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, it just shut down the whole city for the whole weekend. There's a couple of things I remember like about Wellington that there's two that stick to mind. My first one is I think it was my second year and we were going quite well. Um, and we would, yeah, I think I told Liam this. And like, uh, we were speaking to like, we bumped into like a group that were like, uh, they didn't even, they didn't know we were sort of, we were playing or whatever, but they were talking about the sevens and then they found out we were playing. So, yeah. they so you weren't on your polo. No, nah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was a big week. I was yeah. like, oh, should have had our polos on. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we were like with, uh, I think there was, yeah, there was two guys and three girls and we were talking to them. I think there was about three of us. And, um, the girl, we just chatting rugby and the girls turn around and goes, oh, who do you think will win this weekend? We kind of looked at each other, you know, we were just like, yeah, I think, you know, I think we'll win. We genuinely got laughed out the door. I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, in England, if you said that, the girls wouldn't even know probably what rugby is for a start. Really? Yeah, <laughs> then these yeah. girls like, do you seriously think you beat New Zealand? We were kind of a bit like, uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they just laughed us out the door. I was like, that's nuts. And then the second one was, we played uh, New Zealand in the semi-final 
And mate, it was crazy. Like the whole stadium was packed. Yeah, yeah, the whole stadium was packed. I think it's the first time I played in front of probably like a sellout crowd. We're in the tunnel and there's people like throwing beers at us and everything. <laughs> I was like, this is absolutely insane. Yeah. But like, I loved it to be fair. Like either way, if the crowd's like against you or for you, I quite liked just the, the atmosphere. But absolutely, yeah, it was like proper hostile. And I was like, this is sick. <laughs> I was like, this is cool. That's so cool, man. And so those you're on the circuits and then when did the Olympic games come into play or when did it become like, was it, was that always on the back of your mind playing for team GB? Uh, I'm trying to think when it came in. So I first, my first year I played sevens and I kind of wanted to play for maybe one season or two seasons and then go back to 15s. And I think it was my second season. Ben Ryan was sort of talking about how it might be in the Olympics. So then I was like, okay, um, I might, if, if it is, I definitely want to stay for a bit longer uh, and then it kind of got announced in it. Um, so then I signed for like two more years and it was going to be in the third year. We, we ended up getting a new coach called like Simon yeah. Amor, who's, who's quality, man. He's, he's good. Um, and after that second year, I really, I was like, if I play sevens for any longer, I'm going to be, I was all, already pretty much labeled as like a sevens player. Yeah. Um, but I wanted to play 15 mm. still. So I was like, if I sign another contract, I don't think I'm going to be able to go back to 15s. So I kind of spoke to him and he he was quality. He was like, mate, I think you, I think it'd be good for you if you do go to 15s and then we'll try and bring you back for the sevens and, it, and it, you know, for the Olympics. And if you make it, you make it sort of thing. But, you know, there was no sort of promises made, obviously, but he was like, we will bring you back for the like trial system, see how you go. And, and that was tough, mate. 12 weeks of absolute mayhem. Like <laughs> I, I'd been in 15s for one season and I, I wouldn't say I was like fit in the sevens. Like I wasn't one of the fittest in the sevens, but I was sort of in the, in the middle sort of range. Yeah. I'd been 15s for one season and I thought I was pretty fit compared to some of the 15s boys. I'm like, you know, I felt pretty good about myself. <laughs> Go back to sevens for this trial. And I was like, there was, I don't know how many of us, I'm going to say there was like around 20, mm. maybe a bit more. And I was like third bottom of all the fitness tests. Really? I was like, wow, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> one season, yeah. it was ridiculous. And now I'm at the bottom of the 15. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't going well at all. But um, that 12 weeks was crazy because we got like split up into two different teams for like four warm-up tournaments. Yeah. We'd play each other in the finals and everything. And like, we were just like up against each other the whole time, 12 weeks of just um, pure graft. And mm. and it was, it was awesome because we ended up doing well, but, um, but they, yeah, that process was definitely the toughest I've ever done. And what was it like? So you go through that mayhem process, like you say, and then to find out you made the squad, like they like. So they did like they weren't sure which system, which way to do it. They were like, right, okay, we're gonna do. We'll either do like um, everyone in a meeting will have the names on the board, who's in, who's out. Like, which way do you guys want it? There was like five different ways that people have pulled out, and the one way that we decided was um, we'd have meetings, and like those boys that weren't in it, because a lot we were all staying at a hotel. And some boys were staying at home because it was in London. So some of the England boys just live around the corner. So it's like, you go into the meeting, whatever you get told, you have to leave or go to your rooms. So you can't see anyone because obviously people work out. Just so happens they're doing it alphabetical order. Watson, I'm the last. I was like, oh. this is the longest day oh. ever. Oh, you know, it's already started. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. I was like, longest day. And I don't like, obviously you can kind of figure out if they had, people hadn't gone home, you could figure out whether you're in or out, but no one was there. So you couldn't see anyone. So I had to wait till I think 6 p.m until mine and, and um, during that time you just in your room waiting around just in my room oh, bro, bro twiddling my thumbs had tv on but not even watching it i was just like staring <laughs> yeah. like this and, you know just trying to trying to uh get time to speed up and then uh went into went into the meeting room and i hadn't played i'd been like i had about bad hammy 
but I was like, I've got to just get through. So I played that one tournament. I'd missed the one before. So I was like, you know, a bit touch and go. Mm. So I really wasn't sure. Whereas there was some boys like um, a guy in my position, Mark Bennett, who's like a Scottish player. He had like scored 10 tries in the one tournament, then eight the next. So he, he was like, you know, he was going. Yeah. So even though he would obviously say it was nervous, I'm pretty sure he probably thought he was he was mm. in. And Tom Mitchell was captain of G, like, you know, he was, he was going as well. But I think for almost everyone else, no one knew. So going to the meeting... Um, and I cannot remember anything that was said. <laughs> yeah. The only thing I remember was like, both the coaches were sitting there. They'd obviously like planned it. It was like, like little X factors. <laughs> they sort of like planned it. And like, they both looked like they were going to tell me bad news. So I'm there just being like, oh, can you hurry up? Like, this is so long. And then all like, like Simon kind of had his head down. So I was like, here we go. Just going to be told I'm not in it. And then he was like, the good news is you're in. I was literally there just like, mate, don't say anything else. I'm out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, see you yeah, later. Yeah. Calling my mum and dad. I was like, geez, this is unreal. Um, but yeah, mate, it was crazy. Whatever he said afterwards, I wouldn't Absolutely. be able to, <laughs> like, literally wouldn't be able to tell you. And I think he went on for a bit. I was like, come on, mate, I've got people to speak to you now. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, that process was, was cool. And then it was pretty tough for some of the other boys because we still had to train. Yeah. Um, so the boys that hadn't been picked, like I was room, I was rooming with a guy called Luke Trahan, who was 13th man. And he was quality all tournament or all the tournaments before, but he, so he, he obviously wasn't happy. He wanted to be in, but he was sort of 13th man. So he was still going, mm. but um, he was obviously disappointed. So that was a really weird situation to be in where like, I was, I was real close to him. He's one of my yeah. best, one of my best mates in the team at, at, at like that point. And then, um, uh, so I go back to the room and I was kind of like, Oh, you know, what's the vibe? I'm buzzing, you know, off my tits, like proper happy. <laughs> and then he's, he's there pretty disappointed so it was such a weird sort of situation to yeah. be in where we'd train against some boys who hadn't been included at all yeah so you kind of had to like keep it together a bit because obviously there are boys that are excited about going really excited and then boys who most disappointed times mm. of their life um and we did we had to train for like another week uh so that all was together yeah yeah all together because oh. so, like obviously there was sort of 12 of us we'd, we'd only had 12 weeks together so we needed yeah. to get as many sort of numbers as we could which was tough but and in fact, we had one, we, I think the team had been picked and we had one more tournament or something, maybe. I can't, I can't actually remember, but yeah, I boys definitely had to train afterwards and that was pretty rough. Yeah. But, um, oh yeah, that is yeah, right. Yeah, it yeah. wasn't great. And then what's it like? So the build up, you're on the plane, heading to the Olympics. Like yeah. what's the buzz? And what's, and what's Rio like? Because obviously yeah. not a, not a rugby destination, yeah, you exactly. know, normally. And then yeah. that's, and it, look, it looked amazing. Like what a great Olympics. Yeah, it was, it was sick, mate. So we flew out to like, GB had like a holding camp so that because like we had like a, a whole building. So some teams would have like half a building or whatever. GB sort of Austria, some Australia, quite a few teams had um, a whole building. All the but, rich countries. <laughs> yeah. New yeah, Zealand had one as well. New Zealand had a quarter. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we don't even have enough athletes right. to go. Yeah. You guys were with like Burkina Faso. So. Yeah. <laughs> I, remember. No, I think you guys were with uh, Australia actually. But, um, but uh, we... We sort of had a holding camp because the like flats or whatever, people would sort of come in and out. Mm. So we had that, and we were with like the swimmers and the uh, and the sprinters for a while. So that was pretty cool. Um, and uh, and you guys just lost my thought. I always weren't saying. But uh, yeah, we, we were out there for like a week and then we flew to Rio, but like, yeah, everything was, everything was cool. Was just savage for one, one boy called Alex Davies who, who'd made the team 
And uh, a day before we were flying to Rio, he's doing like box jumps with like a band on him. So he's getting sort of jumping up, getting pushed down. So he's like, goes up, gets pushed down, lands on the edge of, edge of a box, dislocates his ankle, and that's his oh. tournament done, mate. It was like absolutely brutal. Couldn't have, couldn't have been worse, man. Um, so then actually that Rory McConaughey, who's now in the England squad, mm-hmm. gets called up and obviously does really? pretty well, yeah. yeah. But, um, but yeah, then, so obviously that was pretty sour news, but... Then we flew out to to Rio and we turned up, mate, and it was it, it was like uh, one of the boys described it as human Jurassic Park, and it's the <laughs> best way to describe yeah. it ever. We walked in and there's an Aussie um, basketball player who's like seven foot two, and I was there like, this is crazy. I can walk between this guy's legs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then behind him, there's like four GB gymnasts who could have walked between mine. I was like, this yeah. is honestly the weirdest yeah. thing. But um, but yeah, it was sick. Then like the, yeah. the village was cool. And, yeah. Um, so what's the village like? Like in terms of the structure, is just kind of does every team have their certain areas or what's yeah. it? Yeah, exactly that. So there was like uh, there was we had one block. Then Canada was next to us, and I think uh, on the other side was New Zealand, Australia. Everywhere was kind of just dotted around. It was it was massive. And then there was one like huge like lunch hall. Um, yeah, I heard the canteen is unreal. Yeah, it's nuts, mate. And like and uh, the everything free, isn't it? Is every, yeah, 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 yeah. Everything. Well, what's in there, mate? So the thing that everyone <laughs> talks right about the Olympics before being like, there's so much, like, so much shagging done there. <laughs> That's yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Cool. Condoms yeah, in a bowl, yeah, the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, right, what? Like, let's see, because. <laughs> One of the boys asked one of the rowers, was like, oh, uh, how was London 2012? And he didn't say anything about the rowing. He was just talking about the partying afterwards. We were like, <laughs> okay, fair enough. Um, we turn up there and there's like the big canteen. And then there's just like vending machines of condoms right there. Like people are just, you know, going by with their sort of spaghetti and stuff. And there's someone just there, just, you know, <laughs> just, just getting a condom out of the vending machine. We're like, what the hell? But yeah, there was like a McDonald's in there as well in the uh, in the um, village, which was uh, got bigger and bigger as the tournament. The queue yeah. got bigger and bigger <laughs> as the tournament went on. But um, yeah, it was it was nuts. I think our first day there, you, we we all thought like people like Usain Bolt, Serena Williams wouldn't be in the village. Yeah. Um, but first day there, Usain Bolt's just having sort of like uh, having his lunch. I felt a bit but like obviously he would have gone there thinking there's other athletes there. I probably won't get as much attention mm. as as what he's probably used to but he's there just trying to eat and there's so many people just yeah. like taking self trying to take selfies with him to the point where he had to like run out of the of the canteen i'm like <laughs> yeah I, I think you need to get your own place mate it's probably yeah. for you but there was lo- loads of like athletes walking around there was obviously the williams sisters uh, yeah. some of the other tennis players and I'm not big on my golf, but I think Juan, like Juan de Jong, who's, who's at the club, yeah. you see the amount of pictures he takes. I'm rubbish with my phone. I never take any photos. <laughs> yeah. but he's got like a whole collage. I think every person who's semi-famous there, Juan managed to get a yeah. photo <laughs> with. So like, so, and, and to the point where he's even got one with, um, oh, who's a Serbian tennis player? I've just forgotten his name. Djokovic. Now. Yeah, Djokovic. Yeah. So like, he's obviously through like a fence. Juan's put his phone through a fence, got someone to take a photo. Says Juan behind the fence, looking like, <laughs> looking like he's in prison. Yeah. Djokovic is there smiling for a photo. I'm like, really beg that one. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's hard for him, but Good no, it was cool, great. mate. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He oh, loves it. There was a few stars in your because Andy Murray must have been in yeah, Team yeah. GB. And then I'm trying to think of any oh, other. Um, who else? Uh, Jessica Ennis Hill. She was yep. there as well. So he was, Andy Murray was our, um, was our uh, <laughs> team, <flag> like, <laughs> yeah, it was our flag bearer. 
So he he was uh, he always gets this like obviously I don't know the guy, but he spent a bit of time with him sort of there, and he always gets this like a uh, bit of a rep as being really boring, but mm. actually seemed like a pretty funny dude. And like we'd play like uh, we had like a little table tennis sort of thing going on, and uh, just sort of around around the world sort of game and playing that with him. And he you know he was sort of, I think he probably felt like he had to not had to, but being captain or whatever, yeah. you've got to sort of mingle with everyone. Did he, yeah, yeah, did he kill that. everyone at Tilbleton or something? Uh, he lost in the final. I can't remember who too, actually. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, he lost in the final. So, yeah, not the best. But... Um, that's a candy, Mary. Yeah. Oh, Easy one. That was an easy one. Yeah. But you obviously played the final. So yeah. you played the final against Fiji. Like, yeah. obviously it didn't go your way, but... But you had a tough lead up too, right? Because he had some yeah. tough games, I remember. I'm trying to think the way it went. So we had Kenya first. Um, then... then you played us, I think. Yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah, we yeah, played yeah. close. Second yeah. game or third, I can't remember. Um, and then I think we played... Uh, Japan in the quarters. No, Japan in the semi. You match when you tried from you, I think it was on that one? In, in Japan, yeah. yeah. Yeah, got lucky. There was a couple, we had a couple of those ones because we had some pretty close games. Uh, South Africa was the closest. Man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then the final was, uh, yeah, a little bit one side. <laughs> <laughs> but like you're playing that game, like obviously going into the game, like, yeah, we can win a gold here. Yeah. And then, you know, like after about. Few minutes, well, like, Fiji, oh, Fiji yeah. were just Fiji in that game. And we were just yeah. like, ah, oh, there's not much you can do here. Yeah, exactly. Like, we were just like, fuck. 100%. You know, like when, <laughs> right, there's times when you play yeah. Fiji in sevens where you're just like, nah, it's not happening. It's not happening I think the time that I realised, they, they were seven nil up and someone passed the ball, like, to the floor and it was going in touch and somehow the balls bounced backwards into a Fijian guy's hand. I've never seen it happen before. I was like, nah, <laughs> this isn't happening. Yeah, like, <laughs> not going to go our way today. Yeah, no yeah. way. Um, and they had some crazy players as well, to be fair. Yeah, they, were bad. they had like Nakarawa throwing mental offloads and then I'm there in the centre and Tuisova comes on. I'm like, mate, just step inside. Yeah. Like, Today's not the day. Yeah. <laughs> I don't right. fancy it right now. But um, yeah, they had, some, they had some crazy players and it was so weird because their head coach was... Ben Ryan. Yeah, Ryan, Ryan, yeah. who'd like picked... He'd found you. Yeah, exactly. He'd picked pretty much all those England boys in the team, I think maybe bar one was him picking into, like he'd got into the system. Mm. Um, obviously Simon's an unbelievable coach and had done all the work, but it was just strange that for for sort of Ben, everyone in that final, he'd probably coached. Yeah, has had a hand in, yeah, yeah. yeah which is he, pretty I mean, wild. he's done, I mean, Fiji Simmons have always been strong, but he's kind of taken that program to a consistent level. Yeah. And like a really good level. Now he's doing some great things as well. So yeah. But yeah, cra crazy. I, didn't, I completely forgot about that. So mm. That was pretty nuts. And then, but I think, you know, I read his book and the one thing he says in the book is he's like, you know, the GB boys looked so nervous pre-game. And I was yeah. like, you know what? That was genuinely, obviously nervous, but that was the one game where we were like buzzing to play because we were like, worst case scenario, we get a silver medal. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And so, we're at the Olympics. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we weren't nervous for that game. Um, we were more like excited, but... Uh, the semi-final was when I was like, oh, and then Dan Norton, who's one of my best, one of my best mates, we've got 20 seconds left and throw the ball out. And sometimes boys will run backwards, try and eat time out and then just kick the ball into touch. He, he runs, he runs backwards, panics, kicks the ball long, doesn't go out into touch. And I'm oh, like, they've got, they've got like Cheslin Colby on the pitch. Sonatler, I think all these, all, like, the motors, yeah, yeah. all these weapons. I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> If they scored then, honestly, I don't think I'd be able to talk to that guy ever. <laughs> <laughs> it was nuts. Nah, but 
he, he's a funny dude, but he had full oh, on panic. Then. Yeah. That, that was yeah. like, I guess that shows some of the nerves that were going on because yeah. he's played a lot. And, and how like, quick is he? Who, Dan Norton? Yeah. Uh, I've never seen, like, he is the best and worst person to play with ever. <laughs> like, there are times when, so like me and him were like a centre and wing partnership. Um, and I love playing with the guy, but sometimes, mate, <laughs> I've got a funny story with him playing against New Zealand. I think, um, do you guys know Frank Kalai? Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 I think he had a good time playing against Norts, so I'll just say that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, Norts, would, Norts would completely do him sometimes when he had the ball, but they'd basically, every time they had the ball, they'd pretty much do each other. But like, they had Charles, Piertau and Halai, and then there was me and Norts, and we were playing in the Dubai semi-final. And uh, I think um, Charles passes to Frank. Uh, Frank sits down Norts. This is his first play of the yeah. game. And he scores and I turn around and there's Nort's trying to pick up his tooth on the floor. Oh. <laughs> I, was there, like, I was there like, mate, that's not supposed to happen. Yeah. Yeah. But mate, there's times when you play with that dude and you pass him the ball and you're just like, you, you can just stand still. You're like, I don't yeah. need to do anything here. It's just too easy for that guy. And like, I, I back myself as being quite quick and I, I, I'm like an angle with most people. I'm like, you know, I think I've got them covered Yeah, with him. He's not like, he's quicker than me, but he's not like, you know, loads, loads faster. Yeah. But he is unbelievable at like doing like a little hitch kick and just keeping yeah, up like, yeah. Yeah. so like, I'll, I'll keep, I'll stay with him and then he'll do that. And I can't, I wouldn't even be able to touch him. He, really? He's crazy, mate. Crazy good at that stuff like that. Yeah. He's one of the best. Yeah, what about just else. on that topic of speed? What about Carla Niles? Like, is like, is, is he as quick as this? Is this yeah. Or? Uh, yeah. Yeah. He, he's ridiculous. Um, yeah. I think uh, also it's just when he gets the ball, you just you know you've just got to you've just got to go basically because yeah, he's yeah. gonna he's gonna pick one way, um, which is just to go around you. Um, yeah. I've actually never I've only come up against him once and like as a sweeper. Yeah. And to be honest, he broke through and I was like, oh, I might as well just sprint here to see where I get because I'm probably not going to get anywhere near him. So I kind of had my head down. I looked up. I was like, oh, he's a little bit closer than I actually thought. But as soon as that guy stops and then goes again. Mm got nothing because you've got to go yeah. as quickly as quickly as you can and the guy's absolute like 10 meters is a joke like because i thought like noughts is dan norton is rapid like before then he'd be what well, i'd say is the quickest on a rugby pitch and then yeah. i'd seen him and perry baker perry baker, perry baker is nice. yeah 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 because don't get me wrong carlin's hard to, to play against because he's yeah. so quick but perry's yeah. footwork beast, everything yeah. like mm. that guy is ruthless um yeah. so i'd say like perry's probably they're both just as hard but Perry's probably a better, I'd say a tougher yeah. person to tackle. More, more yeah. skills to Just more elusive, yeah. yeah. Whereas Carlin is sheer speed and Perry Baker can't be much slower. But yeah, um, yeah those two are freaks, big time. He's so skinny as well. When Perry Baker turned up, <laughs> I was just like, oh, he, this guy, yeah, I was yeah. like, this guy can't have much. He looks like a javelin. And then, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then, but mate, he's ridiculous. And I think the first time we'd, so like, it's a typical thing when I was like a bit, I did athletics really briefly when I was younger, but you'd have so many, I remember running up for the, I was lining up for the 200 meters, first time I'd ever done it. And everyone's like, oh, what's your PB? And there's people making up stuff, but I've never been before. And I'm like, wow, this guy is going to smoke me. <laughs> I was like, Jesus. And then they've all just kind of lied about their PBs and whatever. So I kind of got used to that when I was a bit sort of younger. And then we, Carlin's first tournament was in Gold Coast and he was with the American team in this like uh, shopping mall. He missed the bus. So came back with us and we were like, oh, you know, me and Dan Norton were talking to him being like, 
he was like, oh yeah, I was a sprinter. I was like, oh, what was your PB? He's like, 10-1. And I remember literally in my inside just laughing, being like, this guy thinks I'm going to believe him. <laughs> I think he runs yeah. Is he serious? Like, this guy is absolutely chatting out of his ass. And then he gets the ball and I was like, me and not sitting next to each other. I think we just looked at each other like, oh geez, this guy wasn't lying. Yeah. <laughs> this guy is rapid. But um, yeah, it's pretty funny. That's sick. So when did you guys finish up with the, did you have a bit of time after between finish, yeah. uh, finishing the, and then before the closing so yeah. you got to enjoy it? Yeah, but one thing that was annoying is I wish we'd stayed till the closing. But oh, like, did you yeah, not? Yeah, we oh, couldn't because I, like, I think, I can't remember who came in, but they had to come into like our little block. Yeah. But we had five, six days afterwards, which was oh, mental, so, but yeah. sick. But the thing that was, uh, the only thing that was slightly annoying is we were like at the start of the whole tournament, of the yeah. whole Olympics. So like there was most people were still in competition. So it wasn't as sort of wild as yeah. I was like hoping, but um, what they'd set up was they set up like different houses for different teams. So there was like a GB house where you could go and like, that was where people could just get pissed and enjoy themselves. Mm. Um, and we went to like that, we went to the Dutch house, which was like, which was unreal. It's like a proper pool party. They had like Heineken on tap, everything like that. Sick. Yeah. And then the French one, which was just like a huge warehouse rave. It was crazy. And then we got the Welsh boys after we won with it. Well, one, we come second, but after, um, we're in this French like, warehouse with this, these silver medals on. They're just walking around with them on. We're like, what are you doing? <laughs> Obviously, we're in full GB kit in the French house. Everyone's French, probably looking at these Welsh boys and our team being like, what the fuck are these guys doing? <laughs> what absolute pricks. But the Welsh boys are funny as hell, man. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, we went to those three houses and then we went to... Um, we went we went out in Brazil like twice and, uh, and yeah, a couple of... Uh, couple of single boys enjoyed themselves yeah but uh i think that my last day there because i'd heard about how much like crazy stuff happens mm. i was like i've seen nothing mad in the village <laughs> yeah i was like i've seen nothing at all I, so i went on like a little tour i can't remember who i was with now i think i was, might have been with nort dan norton actually so we were just walking around being like there's got to be mayhem here somewhere that we can just see like for a bit or something like that and there was nothing. I was like, I was disappointed to the point where we were like, okay, last last chance. We're going to check in the food hall. <laughs> like, yeah. We were really clutching yeah, yeah, straws. Yeah, yeah. Like, got in there, and there was uh, it was there yeah, wasn't anything going on. But outside the village was, was cool. Was, yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that was that was cool. Because yeah, I guess all the uh, the trek and field doesn't finish till right mm. to the end, right? Yeah. So yeah, so I guess those last few days must be really yeah. Um, so you were already back in back in the UK by the time the closing ceremony yeah. was on. Yeah, we'd we'd yeah. flown back, and I think maybe there was like another week left of the Olympics after that. Yeah, but um, yeah, it's a shame, man, because if we'd stayed out, that would have been cool. You know, <laughs> so you'd have yeah. seen yeah. the wildness yeah, exactly. that you were I looking for. Yeah, yeah. You're after. yeah, exactly. I wanted to see it, but. Hey. And when you get home, is it like mission accomplished when you look at the silver medal, or is it what's the thoughts? Yeah, there? mate, there was a couple of wild things about it. Like we, because our whole setup was so quick we'd kind of like you know i'm guessing with sort of the kiwi boys they'd kind of had enough time to be like to prep for it mm. and they kind of knew what sort of players were going to be sort of in and about whereas yeah. we we had 12 weeks and the team kind of been announced maybe a month before that or something so we really didn't have long to and some boys i'd never met before so like you know so it was so quick for us and we trained so like we trained hard but we had 12 weeks of I think for us, an achievement was, you know, meddling really, because mm. mm. that team that played in the Olympics had never played together ever before. Yeah, that's mad. Like that, yeah, that 12 had never played together because we'd played in tournaments with some of the other boys and with the two separate teams, but that was the first time. So we, we thought we'd done pretty, you know, we, we were pretty happy. Yeah. Um, it would have been amazing to get gold. And that was obviously when we, as soon as we got to the final, that's what we were after. 
but um but uh it was crazy i remember just sitting there on the podium just staring at this like i hadn't really had we hadn't had much time to think about it is what i think yeah. it was so we were sitting there on the podium i'm just like staring at this medal thinking this is crazy like there were some people that work so hard and it's it's just like it's in my hand and it's just yeah. there, like and you I can't help, but I, I look at stuff in a really w weird way sometimes. I'm looking, I'm just like, it's literally just like, it's just like a, a silver coin. And I'm like, this <laughs> is, people literally go so hard and, and get so, like people get so caught up if they don't get one of these. Um, but then, yeah, you know, it was, it was mad. I was walking up to sort of my mum and dad afterwards with a medal around your neck and it's, it's crazy, mate. It was, it was awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely something I'll never, ever forget. And looking back on the decision, like to step away from sevens into fifteens and then, I suppose just take that shot and go to the trial. It must be all worth it after that. Yeah, definitely. I think it, it massively helped. Like Simon, Simon was really good for me. Like I think my first tournament, um, I just come back from an injury and he was kind of like, had like a meeting with me and was like, um, you know, I think you, I think you're going to be integral to this team, but I'm not picking you for this first tournament. And, you know, uh, it was, it was pretty, without sounding like an idiot, it was pretty much one of the first times in that seventh team that I'd, I'd kind of not been, we didn't have a big team. It was like one of the first times I'd not been picked. We kind of almost got to a point where we, if that 12 was fit, it'd be that 12. Yeah. So I, I didn't get picked and I was a bit like, oh, this coach is not going to be good for mm. me. Um, and then, then he sort of backed me after, he backed me then as well because he did say to me, he was like, you're not ready yet. So, and then after that, he was awesome and basically said to me, I think it, maybe even before I turned around and said I wanted to go to 15s, he was like, for your career, he was like, I think, you know, you make a good 15s player and I think you should I think you should do that and then try and come back for the sevens. I was like, for me, it's a perfect case scenario and it's one of those things like, you know, when you just respect a coach for doing something like that, I was yeah. like, I'm, I'm always, always have mad respect for him to just, you know, he helped me loads, made me, Obviously, I managed to get to the Olympics and then play sevens. I mean, play 15. So it was like a perfect case scenario for me, yeah. which is awesome. So you finished sevens and then where do you go after that? Like, so you won, you won your silver. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously, awesome time in your life. Mm. Then, then what happens? Where do you go? Uh, Newcastle. I was at, in fact, I was at Newcastle the year before because obviously I'd made that one year move. So I was at Newcastle for um, for those two years and that was, that was awesome because... Um, when I was trying to go to 15s, I had like two, the two clubs I thought I might go to was Newcastle, London Irish, both pretty much like, you know, close to the bottom, but I was keen to go to London Irish because I was like, one, I don't have to move my old club. Um, and then they pulled out on the day that I thought they were going to, I was going to sign, which was pretty tough. Um, especially like my, my like fiance now, like we'd, she'd like settled down, we'd moved into a new place and yeah. then to move to Newcastle, <laughs> the opposite end of the country, fair play to her. She just, she just got up and, and came with me, but we thought up to then that we were just going to stay. So move like six hours up, up North. It's the coldest place in the whole of England. Right? <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> um, I did not know anything about it. People were telling me it's, it's an awesome place. Yeah. And, and I just, you know, wanted to play 15. So went up there and made that place is, is awesome. It's so good. <laughs> and, um, and uh, yeah, no, I love the place. I love the boys. And then um, kind of got an opportunity to come a bit, uh, closer to home with with wasps and um, and yeah been here, been here since with this guy over there <laughs> Ricky Ricky Jerry and how are you finding it so the change coming back like you're an established fifteens player now what's yeah I suppose what's the what's the goals what's on the what's on the radar how are you finding it all yeah I think uh, when I'd first sort of made the check when when I was speaking to Simon he was like you know he he said to me he kind of 
was it your goal should be to play for England is what it should be in 15s and um, I was like uh, obviously I hadn't played 15s for a long time at that point but um, yeah that I suppose that yeah. was definitely the goal that's everyone's everyone's goal I suppose but um, and 28 now so I'm I'm, I'm old now in, t- in rugby <laughs> terms but yeah, yeah. They, you know that's still that's still a goal and t- if I was to play with uh, play with my brother that would be, that'd yeah. be awesome yeah. you know, that's one thing I'd love to do because I've only played with him once before and he was 17, mate. And it was an A-League game and he'd come on from, uh, it was, he just finished school as in that day. Like he still had another year left of school. So he was young and he had come on and he was like, uh, mate, he came on for me. And I remember trying to speak to him to be like, you know, calm down. It's all good. And mate, I've never seen someone look so nervous in my life. He was actually like <laughs> looking straight through me. I don't even think he acknowledged what I said. Just straight eyes like this. I was like, oh mate, this yeah. guy is going to be, this guy's going to be so nervous, going to start dropping the balls. But literally he, yeah, he flew after that it's pretty yeah. much straight away. He's been up and up, which has been good for him. And how's it been? Uh, you've just come from Tokyo last week. How's it been seeing his journey through that over the World Cup, which have done really unfortunately so well. Mm detriment um with the ABs but he's he's had a really he had a really good tournament he did mate um he did especially like uh you know obviously we're all so proud of him yeah. he's, he's a good dude he's he's a, you know he's he's chilled he's he's a legend like one of my best well my best friend both of both of my brothers um and uh he's had a tough time mate because he's like I was saying he's been up and up pretty much the whole yeah, time mate. Yeah. he hasn't had too many setbacks a couple of injuries but like he he's been in the England setup since I think maybe 19 or 20. So oh, like, yeah, he's, well, been, he's been in yeah. for a long it's time. Like a cash yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Tell me about him. <laughs> the difference is big. I'm over for a car for Christmas. But yeah, so he's been like saying, he's been pretty much up and up and then he had this Achilles injury mm. and um, you know, that's, that's a tough one, especially you read up things, winger, uh, he's, he's he's quick. He's got good feet, and you read yeah. up about Achilles injuries. You know, people coming back slower, not not as agile. So it's like a big worry. And then three months into it, he does it again. Oh. And like, mate, the the like the stats on like double Achilles injuries isn't great. So and he's like full ruptures, and, yeah, yeah, full. Uh, actually, well, yeah. So like, basically, there was like a tiny bit left on on both, but yeah, good as good as pretty good much as all ruptured, gone. Yeah, yeah. Mm. on the same one, on the same one. Yeah. Oh. So. He's like doing a um, photo shoot for someone, you know, big time guy. I think he's a legend. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and um, they're throwing him like a rugby ball and he like just goes to, you know, someone throws a pass like a little bit to the side or something, literally just takes a step out. This is three months in and Achilles snaps again, which isn't supposed, obviously that's, you know, that's weird. The only good, the, there's nothing good about it, but the only thing that obviously it wasn't right. So it's yeah. probably better happening then than a couple months down the line yeah, yeah. whilst he's running. But um, I remember I didn't call... He texts me, I think, just saying, I think it's happened again. I was like, I'll give him a bit of time because I know for me, I'd be I'd be raging, mate, for like yeah. a day. And then he calls me up the next day, just annoyed, but just gets on with it. And he's been like, he's literally been unbelievable with that the whole time. And I'm, like, I'm not just obviously saying that because I'm his brother, but he's like, I, I didn't think he, he'd have that in him, the like proper focus. And he loves her. The only thing that's funny about it is he talks about uh, Jerry Rice, Yep. He loves Jerry Rice, mate. <laughs> yeah. He's like watched like loads of clips on him about like his like work ethic. So he'd, like, yeah. I'd always just send him random pictures of Jerry Rice or whatever, and he's like, "Yeah, that's me." Yeah. <laughs> so he's like, he's he's been, he worked so hard, man. And then to come back and to play the way he did was was amazing. And like, he's not he's not an emotional dude in any way, um, or like as in I've never seen him sort of 
cry like happy tears or anything like that. Yeah, I see yeah. him cry angry tears when he's yeah. younger, bro. That guy gets so angry all the time. Yeah. But um, I saw like a clip after the semi-final and he's like in tears. Like, and I, it was just one of those things, I think for him, a bit like I was saying with um, with like the Olympics, he almost didn't have time to like think. So he's just kind of been like, this is what I need to do. Mm. Yeah, so yeah. he's just kind of got on with it, done it, been so good. And then after that semi-final, I think it was sort of the realisation, all that hard work. And, and now he's in, you know, he's in a final and he, he's done, he, he like, he played well. Like, I, yeah. thought he, yeah, I, I thought, thought he was yeah, awesome. Yeah. yeah, Especially after he played three Prem games before that. It's gone straight into a World Cup and, you know, was good. So, no, nah, it was good to see, man. Yeah. It's really good to see. Yeah, it'll be sick, and uh, yeah. Obviously, the result was a bit of a bummer, mm. but like, I think you, I think you put up a, a photo saying that was the first time yeah. your whole family had been together away mm. since like you were like 12 or something. Yeah, like, something like look, that. You, you look quite young. Yeah, yeah, I think photo. I was 12, 13, like um, would have been one of those things that met, I can't remember. I think the year after I might've gone on holiday with some, with like uh, my mate's family or something. Mm. And then after that, that was when all the sort of rugby kicked in on my side. And then a couple of years after it would have been both, both them. Um, so yeah, that was the last time. And the, you know, that was what, like 14 years ago or something. Um, and, uh, and then we all managed to get out to Japan, which, which was amazing, man. It was cool. Like spent quite a lot of time, obviously traveled with my youngest brother. Uh, mum and dad were already out there. And um, yeah, we're just kind of sitting in the stands and my mum and dad looks so nervous, man. My mum's so <laughs> religious and she's there like saying a prayer. My dad's there, like people are trying to talk to him and he's just like eyes oh, staring. This is before yeah. kickoff. I was like, can relax a little bit like he knows what he's doing yeah it's all right but uh yeah the game the game wasn't to be but just to be out there and uh was was class man it was really good and to see him afterwards he was obviously disappointed like everyone else but um we managed to see them sort of two three hours after so i think they kind of got their head around things so yeah. they weren't in too bad spirits so it's quite good to catch up with some of them and like my one of my best mates jj is there as well so it's good to see him um and like we're saying with that age group stuff Mate, like half that team uh, was like the under 18 or under 20s team that I play with. Yeah. So it was it was just quality to see in general. Obviously added to the fact that family was out there and my brother, but it was quite yeah. cool to see just some of the people that you've grown up with, mm. like all yeah. in a World Cup final. Um, would have been cool to see them lift it up. But yeah. I mean, there's another four years, we'll see. <laughs> that's coming home. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mate, that, that sort of stuff is so funny. You, you arrived at like, well, uh, World Cup time yeah, football, yeah, yeah. right? It's almost it, with the football. It was almost made as like it's so funny. Yeah. It? People get this like hype, and it was almost made like as a joke. Like, we'd yeah. won one pool game against like Uruguay, and everyone's like, "It's coming home." Yeah. You know what I mean? And then it was kind of funny because it built up to the point where it's almost like a question mark afterwards. Like maybe it is coming up. Yeah. <laughs> like, geez, Everybody's might, talking yeah, about yeah. it. Yeah, 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 so yeah. Actually, it might do, but that didn't really pick up for England for the rugby until pretty much the, 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 the final. final. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And they didn't come home anyway. So, <laughs> <laughs> I saw I uh, saw come across quite a funny photo of you, you and your brother. I think yeah. he was wishing you happy birthday. I think and he oh, stitched you, you up. <laughs> like, oh, no. And he's like on his full school kit, like nice shirt and tie. Yeah. He's standing behind like big gap in his teeth. <laughs> <laughs> And uh and obviously the Cisco haircut. Can you explain what, what was the whole uh, that, <laughs> did he, any other any other like faux pas he had in your oh, style? Had many, mate, yeah. many terrible haircuts in my time. <laughs> because man. being the older brother, you're gonna lead the style, That's right? It, yeah, yeah. 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 So, um I, even though saying that, 
I've got some bad ones. Anthony has the worst <laughs> of all time. I don't know if you've seen it, but like he grew an afro for two years. And like we went to like a school where back like bit preppy, like at one point people have this like sweet back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anthony's obviously <laughs> surrounded by people with that. He's grown like a fro, mate. And he's like waxed his hair back. <laughs> like it was disgusting. Mate. Like, and then he's put like, obviously like when you're, sort of younger with rugby, loads of people look at all the Kiwis. So like yeah, he had like yeah. a little rat's tail going on. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, mate, a throw one though. Yeah. Oh, like, what's going, he's got like a, he's got, he's got like a, a quiff and a, and a rat's tail. I was like, nah, this isn't working yeah. at all. Because so, you know, the, the, the thing is now, like uh, when you see young kids, because they have social media and the internet, like, they know what cool is now. Yeah, you know, like yeah, us yeah. when you're like, you just had to figure it out. Like, like, like somewhere in the movies with the sports guys, they'd be like, yeah, yeah I reckon a quiff and a rat still work. But like, <laughs> no way now. Like, you see some kids are like, they got freaking Supreme hoodie oh, on yeah. and they got like the oh, mad right. kicks. Yeah. And you're like, these kids look cool, man. Yeah. Like, I'm like, <laughs> yeah. Jeez, I wish we were a bit more like Yeah, that. man. Yeah. Like, but we had to just fumble through and learn. Like, some of the photos I've seen, like, we had similar as so, well. Like, rat tails and everything was horrific. But worst, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Do we get any questions in Sops? Oh, or? yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, actually, I did have a few questions um, for you, Marcus. Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll, get on, we'll get on to, the, you know, the, the normal questions okay. that you usually get, you know. Yeah. Um, from the, the rugby faithful. Yep. <laughs> uh, here we go. Uh, this is – everybody usually gets this question um, as a footy player. Who's the hardest person to tackle? Uh, playmaker for Tamati Tharma. Oh, oh yeah, 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 he was good, man. It wasn't a case of like to tackle. It was more that when he was on fire, you wouldn't be able to beat New Zealand. He yeah. was unreal. Um, and a couple of other shout outs, I'd say Frank Halai was tough, mate, and um, Gillies Karko was good as well. Gillies, yeah, yeah. He's yeah he's good feet, nice mate. Feet, like yeah. good player, just really good. And then. Um, uh, pretty much all the Fijian boys, <laughs> like all of them were just ridiculous. But uh, yeah, Colin Isau was good as well. Yeah. But um, I'll go Frank Eli. Nice, 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 Frankie. Um, I've have a question. Okay, I have a question. No, this is a, but like, every, like every, this is. I think I've already asked you this question. But is it Anthony yeah. or Anthony? Yeah. Because I hear like Anthony Watson, yeah. Anthony Watson, yeah. Anthony, like. Mate, what what is it? Yeah. <laughs> I don't actually even know. <laughs> so I think what do I? I say Anthony. Yeah, I say Anthony. Anthony. Yeah, I, I say Anthony, but I don't even know if that's right. I need to find. I need to. Does, what does my mum say? I think my mum says Anthony. Yeah, I don't know. Anthony. Yeah, I just hear it all the time, and it really, really annoys me. Yeah. I'm like, what's his name? Yeah, I'll just call him Tone anyway. Like, that's <laughs> it. Yeah, I'll just call him Tone. Yeah. Uh, I got a I got a question for uh, from Rico Yuani. He goes. Ask him if he remembers how many sprigs I'm wearing. Oh, uh, you know what? Actually, <laughs> yeah, I was I just got? I was just going to say something nice then and just be like, hardest players pay again. Yeah. <laughs> actually, I've got a funny story about him. Actually, I'm going to say it. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so we we're like, um, in fact, that uh, no, we're in the Wellington final and he's 16, I think, right? And they've made this I big deal about yeah, the 16 yeah. year old, and I'm there being like, I'm 20, I don't know, two. And like, I'm feeling pretty good about myself. I'm like, you know, I'm playing well this tournament. Everyone's banging on about a 16 year old. I'm there being like, speaking to Norts before, being like, we need to knock this guy down a peg or two. <laughs> yeah, you know, he's yeah. 16. He's, he's got to, he can't be like mentally like too switched on. Like, he's got to have a bit, he's got to have some worry about him because it's his first big tournament. So I'm there, we're playing, and uh, he picks up the ball from a ruck, and I'm like, okay, here we go. He's a big dude still, but I'm like, I'm going to 
low chop him, make him know that I'm there. <laughs> Next thing you know, he's got me by the shirt, mate, and I'm 316 around. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know where I am for a minute. I'm like, oh no, I look up at the screen, they've scored. I was like, sweet. Okay, that didn't go to plan. Yeah. And then I'm like, I'll look at the replay. It can't look as bad. I'm there. This guy's 16, ragdolling me around. I'm like, yep. <laughs> Sub. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we, we played against each other a couple of times, I think. He's, he's good, man. He's good. Oh, yeah. nah, that's awesome. You got anything? No, nah, no, nah, that's us, man. Like, um, yeah. This has been cool having you on, bro. Like, nah, it's, cheers, uh, boys. Like, one of the big thing in the podcast was we just didn't want to be like a kind of Kiwi expat mm. podcast, you know? So to have someone come in, represent a great Britain, the stories, and I suppose just being open, man, it's been awesome. So I appreciate it. No, yeah, I enjoyed it a lot, boys. Yeah, just a platform where like players can come and just be themselves and like, just talk about like their journey. You know, like you get the normal interviews and they ask the same questions, mm. but because you're like, you're a little bit guarded when you're doing interviews because yeah. you might say one thing in here and like, you know, we're not going to be like, oh, Marcus Watson said it's shit. Yeah. Or, you know what I mean? No, like, it's, it, it's more so that like we can come and share and just have a laugh and, exactly. and, and talk about things that, you know, the fans and, yeah. and people want to talk about and, actually enjoy hearing and you know some of the stories that you've said i think people are really gonna enjoy so thanks for your time bro. yeah Very appreciate nice. it brother thanks lads yeah. all good. good all, all good. right that's us done and dusted peace out see you guys next time peace <laughs>